The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. And here we are with a modern perspective. (laughs) (laughs) That was very official, Elvira. I thought that would be a good segue. Oh, man. Uh, We are thankfully not on fire. It's true. We are thankfully not in the path of a giant frightening hurricane or flooding or flooding we did not experience an earthquake this morning that's true really in comparison to many of our friends and beloveds we're doing pretty damn good yes we are and even with the excessive and i point that out for this area excessive heat Mm. that we had last week yes um we all and including the area survived yeah it was a hundred and eleven. I know. In Katati, California. <laughs> I've lived in this in basically in that town since fifth grade. It's right. Never, ever, ever in twenty over twenty years. Oh my gosh. Been that hot. Ever. Oh wow. The world is frightening at the moment. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> There is a theory with that uh, off our track, but part of the more, you know, what had happened this week in our lives is that with the hurricanes being so excessive and the, the currents there pushing other currents, right. as you are aware that everything, you know, kind of exists in in totality, is that our jet stream got pushed away. Right. So we don't get our cool jet stream because of all of that. And I'm not even a scientist, but it it kind of is one of those you extrapolate from the situation and say that. So obviously we have been affected. Yeah, absolutely. But not in the manner that the people in the direct path are. No, and it has been, the air quality has been poor. It's very smoky here. Because of fires. (laughs) Yeah, although there are no fires, even in the county we live in. Which is... Yeah, excellent, excellent. But there are many fires in Northern California, and obviously everyone knows Oregon and Washington and Montana and some of Idaho and Wyoming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it that was talked about, about apocalypse is fires and floods? Yeah, next will be frogs and pestilence. Well, I woke up and I walked outside my door, and there was a cricket. Uh, a grasshopper, I'm sorry, not a cricket, a grasshopper sitting right by my light. Oh. And I looked at I didn't even notice him until I turned, and I go, oh, my gosh, and, you know, kind of tried to act real friendly not to scare him. He, you know, <laughs> I don't want him walking off, jumping in my face, you know, and then I'll go, you know, my my neighbors will go, what is she shrieking about? It's just a grasshopper. It's just a grasshopper. <laughs> so, but anyway, how, personally, how was your week? Um... Fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, today I spent many hours on the Milk and Honey website making adjustments and changes and uploading new stock items mm-hmm. and moving things and deleting things. And it's very tedious and boring and necessary. Mm-hmm. So I feel um, I feel cross-eyed or something. I yeah. My vision is blurry and mm-hmm. it's a little headachey and I just it's not my favorite thing to do I understand so that but I did feed you okay. tea and, and some shortbread so yeah, that's definitely helped improve my situation but, <laughs> and I'm not done you know so there's more of that uh-huh. Uh-huh. but other than that really good last weekend was the women's herbal symposium right I was blessed to to offer some workshops and meet amazing women and uh-huh. be all in the juiciness of herbal people who mm-hmm. are into it. I won a Ayurvedic breast massage, Ooh. Ooh. which was amazing. I can't even 
I learned about my Ayurveda, like what I right. and not. So I, I have some study to do. And I learned all about the lymph nodes and drainage in my breast tissue. Uh-huh. And I got felt up for like an hour. It was amazing. <laughs> there you go. Hey, everybody has a, has a thing. So, yeah, I never had breast massage before. Uh-huh. It's kind of pushing an edge for me. Uh-huh. It was great. Oh, well, there you go. And it was free. Both things really good. So how about you? How are you? <laughs> Can I top a breast massage? No. I don't know. Well, there weren't any massages in my life. <laughs> but that's okay, except energetically maybe. Um, hmm. Well, you know, with the heat and the way things were last week to this week, I guess in a in a strange way it it left me feeling limp. Yeah. yeah, it was a limp. It was like I wasn't even a wrung out dish rag. If I'd had that, I'd have been, you know, at least moist, and there would have been a feeling that there was something going on. I just was, just yeah, you know, mm-hmm. made it through um, the the week, and actually, you know, Saturday was a good day working at Milk and Honey uh, as a reader. Um, I, <laughs> you know, your your clients that you get sometimes you don't necessarily um, you don't shake it off yeah you you know you can shake off the energy you can get all that but the the story yeah. Yeah, yeah is what you kind of get sort of there and just like I've said to many clients is that you can't take away what is the thought because it's there it's like you know imprinted but you take the energy away right and this one woman's story and her her plight was very intense. Mm. And I found an interesting set of parallels about, you know, dealing with um, relationships. It was like she really had personal things that I could, with things that have happened in my life, relate to very intensely. But in doing that, it was, I was able to give her, I feel from what happened, um, the other side of the river perspective, yeah. that there is another side yeah. to get what you can get to on, on the river and right. that kind of thing. But um, pretty much the rest is, you know, getting to see my granddaughter on video chat is always, in, you know, a, a a warm, fuzzy feeling. And she started kind of talking to me. She knows she's, she's being more interactive and right. she wanted to do, you know, different things and tell me about it. And of course, some of it I could understand, some of it I don't. Um, and she loves the things on the video chat, especially this is with Facebook, that you can put your finger on and little uh, hair come on or a cat can be on your head, yeah, yeah, you filters. know, the filters. Yeah. And she loves She's my granddaughter. She loves breathing fire. Nice. And I'm like, and she's a water sign, so I'm like, yeah, that's my granddaughter. <laughs> so that was, and that, that kind of, as I say, that was, that cheered me through the process. And, and you know, working on our subject matter was very um, enlightening, mm-hmm. but in a different way. It's not like I don't know the information. Yeah. It's that it was like approaching it. Yeah. And having this sort of refreshed feeling about the information. Well, that's an excellent segue. I know. See, there we are. I segued. Today, we're talking about cleansing. Yes. Cleansing and bathing and washing and scrubbing. And purifying. Yeah, your your spiritual bits. Yes, everything. Yeah. Which is... Funny because on Friday, last Friday, uh-huh. the Friday, yes, last Friday, I did a workshop on cleansing at the Loon Thermal Symposium. <laughs> See, she, the reason why we did not have a live uh, session was basically because she was up there doing that, and unfortunately, was um, just a tad under the weather, so we were not able to do much of anything except just do our wonderful Ask a Witch, yeah. which was great, and I thought, well, that's, then we have it ahead of the schedule, so yeah. here we are, cleansing. cleansing. Okay, so um, I, I came up with the difference between banishing, purifying, and cleansing. Ooh, let's hear it. Okay, so let me give you my... 
Okay, so banishing, as I throw all of my wonderful notes all over the place, is sending off any sort of spiritual or deity, um, nice or not. Yeah. Uh, getting rid of um, malevolent beings and energies, mm-hmm. and reestablishing your dominant your dominance and effectiveness in spheres uh, that you have been disrupted. Nice. Okay. Now, you know, that's, they kind of say shake it off, burn, or, you know, call in uh, powerful de- deities to do that. Uh, purification, on the other hand, is driving away negativity and not in an exorcism-like way, mm. but ridding uh, troublesome spirits. You know, you know, exorcism is, you know, an exorcism not of troublesome spirits, so, meaning you're not exorcising, which would be, in a sense, like banishing. Exorcising, Ex-or-sizing. not exorcising. And um, it's really purification is not a defense, whereas, you know, banishing can be. Right. And then, of course, cleansing is the removal of unwanted influences, physical or psychological or even, you know, emotional. Yeah. And it can be through Sweeping, mopping, uh, we have information <laughs> with regards to um, spurging, uh, using Gnostic uh, pentacles, grounding, centering, shielding, right. that kind of a thing. So, and to restore the, the, the sense of balance. Mm-hmm. So there you are. Nice. Kind of, I, I, it was only because I started doing research and then it would come up, with what is banishing, because banishing yeah. came up, and then, right. you know, then there's purification, and they kind of, in a way, some of the information talks about it in all, as if it's all the same thing. Sure. So yeah. there is... I suppose they are different aspects of the uh-huh. same concept, uh-huh. and, you know, doing a spiritual cleanse could involve sending away a benevolent spirit, uh-huh. or it could involve a... And what's interesting is purification, the way that I think about it, Mm -hmm. is preparation work. Right. Right? Purification, in my mind, is getting something ready, whether that's a magical object or myself or a space. Right. To do the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, usually it's to enter a ritual or to set up words or protections or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this was words you actually use. Vanishing, in my mind, is more of a just. Defensive mechanism, yeah, sending things away. Right. What was the third purification? Purification, extra, uh, banishing, and then cleansing. Cleansing, right. Yeah, those three. Right, right, right. So Cleansing, I feel like purification is cleansing and banishing is cleansing, and cleansing is also more than that. Right. They, they kind of overlap, Yeah. but it would be, I guess, the true focus. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like you say, the purification is purifying the environment for ritual or purification of items or purification of your own mindset yeah. to, to to do something in a more magical focused way. Right. Um, banishing is, you know, kind of got that overlay. It can be magical, but it's also getting rid of some really ugly stuff. Right. And it seems like banishing also is involving a, another energy mm-hmm. that may, is not your own. Or mm-hmm. I suppose it could be your own, but it seems like the time banishing is a negative entity, a negative energy right. that has, for some reason, pushed itself to you or has been sent to you by someone else. Right. right? And you're right. sending that thing away. Got it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And And I think that with the concept of cleansing as we have chosen to work with it we can we can discuss what what things you can use to cleanse right so on your side what things can we use to cleanse well uh one of the my the most favorite and probably popular things to cleanse is smoke yes smoke like burning sage burning other magical herbs, burning mm-hmm. almost sant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. setting things on fire, and then wafting the smoke up around your person. Right. Right? So, and, you know, the way that I, I talk about cleansing, because I do a cleansing workshop every once in a while. It's not something I do very often. But mm-hmm. one of the things I talk about is the concept of 
of our our bodies. Mm-hmm. We have this physical body, mm-hmm. and we get in the shower and we rub it with soap and rinse it off, and mm-hmm. or we soak in the bathtub and you know get all the mud and gook and right. dirt and things. Right. But that just cleans our physical body. Right. Cleaning our spirit body or our emotional body. There are these subtle bodies, and this is not just woo. This is scientific freaking fact. Yes, it is. There are these subtle bodies that right outside of our physical frame. Mm-hmm. And those bodies don't necessarily get cleaned by the shower. Now, if you're doing something very specific and intentional to clean that body, mm-hmm. in the shower you get a twofer. Yeah, right. exactly. You clean your spirit body and your physical body. Got it. Um, but it, it requires a little bit more attention and focus. And so smoke can impact and influence our spirit or emotional mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. more easily. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that can work for us and against us if you think about Cigarette smoke and how that is, <laughs> yes. right? Like burning tobacco as a sacred act is one thing, but smoking a cigarette that's filled with chemicals, that sticks to you. It sticks to your skin as right. what it's doing in your auric exactly. field. Exactly. Know? There's a lot of words for the the, phys, the non-physical body, the mm-hmm. spiritual body, your aura, your emotional body, your um, energy field, mm-hmm. lots of different ways of saying that, right. it's basically the energy that is just outside of you, and you can feel it, and you can make it bigger and smaller, and you can feel other people's mm-hmm. go up to another person with their permission, hopefully someone you know, <laughs> and not just some stranger, go, let me feel you. Let's feel your aura. But if you put your hands up to each other right. without touching, you can mm-hmm. feel a resistance. Right. That is your energy and their energy field, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about cleaning that. Right. So. Blah blah blah. My favorite is smoke because there's so, there's something woo and witchy about smoke. Right. If you burn incense in a ritual, and I, I think I've probably said this on other shows. I'm sure we have. If you burn incense in a ritual, if your room gets all kind of smoky and foggy, it mm-hmm. feels wooey. It feels like you're in altered space. Right. And that can help to shift your energy. I use I burn Palo Santo probably every day. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, Palo Santo really feels like a heart and throat cleanser. I don't uh-huh. know if that's real, like what it's what other people use it for. Of course it's real. I don't know if that's what other people use it for. Uh-huh. But as soon as I smell that wood burning, I feel it in my heart chakra and my throat chakra. So uh-huh. it's like it, it pulls whatever is kind of stuck there. Uh-huh. Where sage feels much like a, a more of a walloping punch, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit stronger. It's a little bit more... Um, the ubiquitous isn't the right word, but it, it just it can do so much more. I right, think. it's maybe for bigger areas. Absolutely, and it you know? smokes more than pile of salt. Of course it does. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the other side of a more practical side is your smoke detectors. Mm-hmm. When you're doing this, you need to be very aware. Just like if you're cooking and suddenly the heat and some of the smoke starts to turn them on, is that if you're really going to get into this, you might open a window and, you know, have a little bit more of that ventilation because they will go off. Yeah. And so it disturbs what you're doing in terms of it takes you out of that space. Absolutely. It's just one of those practical things I have had happen. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're in a environment where there are sprinklers, <laughs> you have to be very cautious about the, how much smoke you create right? and don't set those off. Or you could think of that as maybe another way of, of scourging, uh, scourging yeah. yourself, yeah, you know, seems, sit up there. It seems a little excessive. I know, I know, but maybe. I guess maybe that's where my head's going in terms of these <laughs> bigger things. Well, let's just get the whole room, <laughs> you know, but... um well, that's true. So we have um, smoke. Yes. And then we have feathers. Mm-hmm. We can use that, you know, the feathering, the using of feathers or fanning. Wa- mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah, and they can be used in conjunction with smoke, and too. And smoke, too. Yeah. And then there's drumming and rattling. But mostly rattling is what I tend yeah. to like. Yeah. You know, it, it really, that's my favorite. Yeah. And, so. it, and this is, again, Shifting the the energy field, mm-hmm. the spiritual body that's around your physical mm-hmm. form, rattling around that, or drumming. Although I find it most effective if you're using like a frame drum, mm-hmm. the hollow part facing Out. the person, yeah. so you're feeling the reverberations. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, that helps to shake out things that don't belong in your right. energy field. We can also get little hooks in our energy field. Yes. You can get, we pick up residue from being in the world. If you cut someone off accidentally and they flip you off, you might have a little bit of that residue stuck in exactly. your energy body. We collect this stuff all day long. Yeah, it's not just malevolent things no. being thrown from some other person. No, no. In fact, most of the time, I probably, Elvira has, you have this as much as I do, we get clients who think that they've been cursed and they want help re- releasing the curse, sending the bad spirit away. Probably nine times out of ten, it's there is no curse. It's it, They've collected so much gunk. Yeah, and they are starting to believe that they're cursed, that they're creating the right. situation for themselves, because that will explain in a in a very real sense something that we don't think about when we're going along and somebody yeah. gets pissed at us, or other people are angry and we just happen to walk in and be slapped by the energy and get it stuck. Yeah, or someone's super jealous of you. Oh yeah. And you got promoted, and the the girl that you work with is harboring jealousy. All of that impacts your spirit body. Exactly. Exactly. Stuff up. It's just part of being human. Yes, that's it. And I think that it's. I don't want to say demystifying it, but bringing a better sense of what happens in our world over the aspects of it being so magical and, and mystical and it's always, you know, the the wars on the other planes that we're doing, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, it's not to say that it's there, right? but you just, it's like there's more fabrication. And there literally, this is not an exaggeration, for every culture across the globe mm-hmm. has some form of religious spiritual bath, mm-hmm. whether that's a Catholic baptism mm-hmm. or the Jewish mikvah, mitvah, mikvah. mikvah, thank you, thank you, I know I was going to say that wrong, going at, and washing in the Ganges, like all, every mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. has some process of doing an intentional and spiritual bath. Right. And that there is something to it. If if every spirituality, every group, every faith, every mm-hmm. culture has some way in which bathing is sacred. Right. Obviously there's a reason. <laughs> there you go. It's it's sort of like a deductive reasoning. If this and this happens then that must be the some point of reference. Yeah. So, um and obviously using water is a very big part of cleansing. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, we talk about bathing. We talk about sprinkling water around the place, uh, sprinkling a mist, doing a misting. Um, We can put herbs in it. We can talk later about, you know, some more specifics on that. Salt water. Salt water, that's a big one. You know, in the Hawaiian tradition, and this is something that is fascinating because for all of my training that I got with the Celtics and the and the, the Estrega and the, the whole process of putting salt in water, putting your finger, running it around, and then flicking it around wherever you're at, right? Yeah. Well, when I wound up in Hawaii, uh, part of the process was you, you would go through these trainings and you would go through the, the shedding of the garbage, be it emotional and real tears or spiritual or whatever, and then the coon will go, okay, go to the ocean, and go walk in the ocean and go sit in the ocean and stay in there for 30 minutes. Now, how many of us would go, oh, my God, I can't do 30 minutes in the oceans, the tropical oceans. Come on. Right. But in reality, that's what it is. We right. we, we we cleanse that way, and it's a natural place. Of course, Northern California beaches are not known cold. for their safety. And cold. And cold. Very, very and cold. cold. But um, places... Depending on where people are at, you can always suggest that. Well, in the San Francisco uh, Bay Area Reclaiming Group, every year at the summer solstice and the winter solstice, they gather at Ocean Beach, mm-hmm. and they have a little ritual, and then they all get naked, and they go run in the ocean, and they dunk and do a, a, a cleanse. Oh, my so, gosh. That would be far out. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, to have 150 witches naked in the ocean. I have not gotten naked, just in case anyone is curious, because the ocean is really bloody cold. Yes, it is. And I am a wuss. So I've gotten up to my knees, but yeah. I am not getting all the way into that freaking water. That's crazy. <laughs> See, now that's where Southern California has a speed up here. Yeah. You can go into the water there. I know. But, nah, not going to work. 
Yeah. So the other thing is, is when we have a waning moon, mm. when you do things according to the moon cycle. Right. So you're using that time that is lessening to cleanse. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to, to work with that as well. Right. Right. And so what is it you're releasing? What is it you're letting go of? Mm-hmm. What is it is time to clear out of your spirit and psyche and all of right. that? Right. 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 That concept. That concept. Right. So, and that's another part of the, the cleansing process. One of the things I think, uh, and maybe we'll get, We'll talk about this more. I don't know. But one of the things I think often gets forgotten mm-hmm. is nature abhors a vacuum. Oh, yeah. Right? So even if you're doing a spiritual cleanse, if you're just taking a spiritual bath because you've collected residue, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting rid of things that don't belong in your energy field, mm-hmm. returning yourself to balance. Right. But if there, if you're doing a spiritual cleanse because you're trying to rid yourself of a bad habit or a relationship, or you need to work through this emotion that you've been holding on to, mm-hmm. that's also a part of spiritual cleansing. But you're actually releasing something that's kind of mm-hmm. become part of you. Mm-hmm. You can't leave that empty. No. Now you need to figure out. Okay, I am releasing this negative habit. What am I filling that space with? Exactly. You know, am I gonna? chant every morning instead of bite my nails, whatever. Right, right. You know, keep that in mind. If you are doing like a waning type mm-hmm. of bath where you're releasing, mm-hmm. you need to prepare for that full moon where you're calling in the, mm-hmm. the light. Mm-hmm. Something um, I had a teacher a million years ago teach me how to get rid of headaches mm-hmm. energy, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine, I vision my headache is like black goo, mm-hmm. like oily and squishy, and I just pull it out of my head. And it's kind of hard to pull out because it's, it's like a rubber band almost. I have mm-hmm. to really make sure I get it. Mm-hmm. Release it into the earth because compost, right? Mm-hmm. The earth knows how to transform that. But I can't just leave it. Now I have to fill that space that right. was a headache. And so I wake up my the chakras in my hands, those energy centers, and I fill it with Reiki energy mm-hmm. or white light or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And it freaking works every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Release and then fill. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of the ocean wave. The ocean wave goes out. Mm-hmm. You let it go. It goes away. And then it comes back in again. Right. And so that, that process is there just like when I talk to people about doing cleansings of their house, you know, and you you go through the process of, um, we'll just use the, the, the way I do it is basically tell them to go ahead and use the sage and go counterclockwise and then, you know, do water and salt and go counterclockwise. But then I tell them, you've got to go the other way clockwise and fill it up so you get a white candle and you light it and you walk it around and see the energy of that white light filling up the area you have yep. just put, yep. pulled all that stuff out. That's, yep. that's the same point of reference. Absolutely. And, and you want to set up, whether you're doing a spiritual bath on your body or your home or your car or your mm-hmm. workplace, you do that cleansing, you go that counterclockwise, you call in what you want and you go clockwise, and then you set some wards, some yes. protections, some boundaries. You're going to have to spiritually bathe again. It's not like you do it once and you're good for a freaking life. <laughs> this, yeah. this is ongoing work. But if you set wards or protections or boundaries for yourself and your home and your mm-hmm. car, you have to do it less. Right. Because then you're a little bit, you're not quite so sticky. Exactly. Things will bounce off. Yeah. Instead of stick to you. Right. Right. So, you know, a lot of times people use salt for that, Mm -hmm. you know, to to literally draw a salt circle outside of their home, or you put salt in the four corners of each room and across Mm -hmm. thresholds of, you know, windows or doors that open out. Yeah. The same thing in your car. Yeah, you know, that kind also of thing. pee in the corners of your property. Oh, I have my, I will tell my favorite story. Yay! Yay! I was hoping if I said pee, then Elvira might tell us the story. She knows the story. <laughs> my husband, who is uh, deceased, but he was born in the year of the dog, and as a gentleman, he took that very seriously. <laughs> so 
it was never difficult for him to pee at the four corners of our property. Yeah. Okay, so that was never a problem. What I found interesting is that we went out, and this one young woman that we got to know through some organization we were, you know, going to meditations on, invited us over to her place at Calistoga to this beautiful little home, and we had this wonderful meal, and we went to her living room and sat down, and there was a sliding door that went out to her little patio, which was basically her property because it was a small home. Yeah. And um, there was a fireplace with a window to the left up a little high, but, you know, about where you could see somebody's head. Sure. And then there's a sliding door to the right. And so he went out ostensibly to look at this beautiful home and the yard, and we're sitting and talking, and she looks up, and she says, what's going on? Why is he standing there looking? Why is he standing there? And I don't know how much she'd had relationships because I didn't get to really know her enough to pass the past of her life. But um, I look up, and there's a certain way men hold their heads when they're peeing. There's a certain expression that they get on their face. Sure. And he was standing with that expression. And I was looking at it, and I didn't quite know how to tell this woman who this is the first time we've come to her home, and I'm we're like socializing that my husband was out marking his territory by peeing because it wasn't like she didn't have a bathroom that was really nice to do anything with. Sure. So um, first I kind impression, of first impression. So I kind of <laughs> looked at her, and I went, "Well, he's marking territory." I figured. Because, truthfully, she'd been around this, my husband for a little bit of time before I came into the picture, and it was not like they were real deep friends, but she goes, oh, okay. I said, probably he's doing it for protection just so you're feeling protected. <laughs> At that point, you know, she, he came in, and we we kind of didn't say anything. We just went on with the social social event, and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> And, you know, so that is my peeing on one's property story. So perhaps, if you're a listener, you choose to just pee on your own property. Mm-hmm. Be it on your own, just because he was doing his spiritual work, but not necessarily, I think, that you need to go there. <laughs> so it is not a pee story, but it is no. a cleansing and cleansing. And setting boundary stories. Mm-hmm. So we had, I had planned to have a party several years ago mm-hmm. for Salon, mm-hmm. and I invited many people, mm-hmm. and there were a few people out in the world that I intentionally did not invite. Right. Because I don't have trust in these people being in my home. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, through the grapevine, these folks found out that I was having a party and assumed because they were sort of in the, the realm of, of social life that mm-hmm. they were automatically invited. And because I have to be delicate in certain political arenas, I said, oh, of course it would be lovely to have these <laughs> folks I don't trust and don't care for in my home. So (laughs) the first step in preparing for the party was to do a spiritual cleanse of the house, Mm -hmm. clearing out any of the stuff that wouldn't be there, setting stage for a beautiful Mm -hmm. evening and experience, uh, you know, calling that in, calling Mm -hmm. in all of the Taurus Libra energy that exists in me as a hostess. Mm -hmm. And then I set my wards at the doors and the windows and the light sockets and the stove and the mirrors and any portal in or out of my home Mm -hmm. that no one was welcome that would mean me or my family harmed. Right. And guess who canceled and said, oh, we're not going to be able to make it after all. Those people I didn't trust and didn't want in my house. How wonderful. Absolutely. True story. True story. Okay. So it definitely is worth taking the – it's hard – Doing a spiritual cleanse of your home is hard work. Yes, it is. It sucks. Yes, it is. But taking the time to do it and set proper boundaries mm-hmm. is so freaking important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we come back from our break, we will talk about, I know we were just probably <laughs> we'll talk about specific things on how what things you can use to cleanse, yeah. you know, some of the things you can use to, to ward and things like that. Yes. Okay, I'll be back. You're listening to 
to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. Excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Candela's Corner with Candela Canvisa, Michael Carell, and Lady A, Mondays 5 to 7, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7, Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays 6 to 7, The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30, the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7, and Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All Times Pacific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I feel very genified. Yeah. It's better now. I can focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeannie has helped to cleanse me and you know, help me move forward. It's funny. I was reading a book, um, a series, and the series is one they talk about Jeannie. I Dream of Jeannie was for, like, the people who are the focus of the book, their mothers who are witches. And she said, but Charmed was ours. And <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, how interesting, because here we have I Dream of Jeannie as our and, you know, our well, there was, um, what was that other show called? The, the one, the woman, the witch who marries Darren, the very plain, normal dude. and Oh, um, the hell is that show called? <laughs> well, there's I Dream of Jeannie, and then there is Bewitched. Thank you. Holy monkeys. That was going to make me crazy. Yes, Bewitched. Bewitched. So, yes, there were certain ones of an era. So. Yes, <gasps> anyway, so things okay. we can use. Do you have something with to say? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm done. I'm going to go now. No, you're not going to go. <laughs> I'll stick my dogs on you. They'll lick you to death. You know? Um, things that we can use. Um, to to cleanse the house. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've said you know incense and you know palo santo and sage and um, salt water and that could either be um, regular sea salt, yep. um, Himalayan salt, yep. uh, you know any kosher salt. kosher salt. That's always a good one. Yep. Um, and then of course we have. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, we have sweeping. Yep. Okay, we sweep. Uh there's and there are products that are out there. We can use pine salt, ammonia. You yep. know, a little ammonia and water, pine salt and water. Uh, there's a product that Lucky Mojo puts out called Chinese wash. Yep. And um you can use Florida water. Yep. You know, I like Florida water. Florida water, yes. And really when it comes to cleansing your home anyway, mm-hmm. you can get these powders and potions and cleansing products and Florida water mm-hmm. and oil and all of the things through different spiritual retailers, mm-hmm. right? And you can add little bits of those to the cleansers you already use. Exactly. So you can take uh, Clorox, well, probably not Clorox, you don't want to mix stuff with bleach, but you could take like pine salt, something you regularly clean with, and just add a few drops of Chinese wash to it. Mm-hmm. And then you've added that spiritual element to your regular cleaner. So every time you're using it, Mm -hmm. you're getting a dose of that spiritual cleanse Mm -hmm. so that you are doing the upkeep. Right. And so you don't have to do that full spiritual wash of your house as often. Right. right? It's maintenance. It's maintenance. Maintenance. You know, it's kind of like how I do, you know, my housekeeping, which is, yes, I've gotten older. I've gotten economical about how much I really get in and scrub everything. But what I found is I will do a thorough cleaning once every month or once, you know, every six weeks. And then I will do my vacuuming around and just, you know, like checking areas that need to have a little more. Same thing with spiritual cleaning. You can do it 
like in a very specific, you know, time frame, and then do these others on a fairly like weekly basis. Right. And one of the things I do a lot in it's there's a kind of a combination of why I do it, but I have um, eucalyptus oil and water, yeah. and you have to shake because remember, water and oil do not mix, so you have to shake it. I have found that Bonner's eucalyptus. Um, soap works really well oh, yeah. if you put a little bit of that in a you know a spray bottle with water. And I will spray literally the corners and the and the, yeah. the couches. And yeah. I've even started spraying out you know on my porch. And the other day I decided well I was going to get really excited and I did all the way around my house and on the you know the perimeters because eucalyptus is, I mean. For the sake of little bugs, it does take care of fleas and ticks and things like that. Yeah. But it also is a spiritual um, deterrent. Yeah. yeah. So it, it cleanses and, and gets rid of stuff and blocks energy, nice. negative stuff. Yeah. I really love, I've, I've grown to really love sachets, using mm-hmm. sachets mm-hmm. Uh, on the carpet. Mm-hmm. So I have like a Van Van sachet mm-hmm. and it's a, a old school Hoodoo New Orleans formula that is uh-huh. supposed to shift negative luck, negative energy into positive energy or bad luck into good luck, but it's a transformative. Uh-huh. And it's very citrusy. I'm a fan of citrus. Uh-huh. So I put a Van Van sachet on my carpet uh-huh. and I let it sit for like a minute or two. Uh-huh. And as I sprinkle it, I'm saying the intention clear out anything negative and call in the positive. Uh-huh. Clear out anything negative, call in the abundance, call in uh-huh. prosperity, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And then I vacuum, mm-hmm. and it sucks all of that up. So it's a sachet. It's absorbing any funk that's mm-hmm. in the carpet. I have got two dogs and a cat, so I've got <laughs> funk. Yeah. Freaking pets. Uh, foot traffic, dirt. Like, it's going to vacuum up the things. So it's doing a clean, cleaning job. Right. And you're adding a cleansing job on top right. of it. Right. Right. So Which, what we were talking about is taking something out, putting it back. Yep. And... Um, the other thing you can do, and this is interesting. Somebody told me this a long time ago, and believe it or not, when I bought what I where I am at now, um, there were cactus plants. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, not they were like all over the place, but they, they sort of wound up. There are like four of them clustered somewhere on the property, and I looked at them in their little containers, and I basically put them at the corners yeah. of my house yeah. as ways to ward off. Right, and you know the the sense the 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 idea of warding after you cleanse is, as we said, very important, and filling it, and doing the same thing. Because um, one of the things I was wa- I was reading was uh, Scott Cunningham's Magical Household. Right, great. and great book. Scott Cunningham. Oh, this was, and it's funny. I've had this in my library for a very long time, yeah. and I, you know, I've kind of. You know, every time I just need a thing, but I actually started looking at it. I mean, it's like chock full of yeah. things for your kitchen and your living you know, space and for your bathrooms and, you know, talking about doing your mirrors because, as Phoenix said, these are portals. Yeah. And so you, you cleanse them and then you, you protect them, you ward them. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to to proceed with that concept. Yeah. And he was just, it was just, it, I was like, wow, this is a gold mine. So I wanted to say that so that yeah. people could take that into effect. And, you know, we're, we're talking about stuff you can do in your home, mm-hmm. in your home, wording your home. All of these same things can, you might use a different product or oil or herb, mm-hmm. but you can do it with this, all the same stuff on your body, mm-hmm. all the same mm-hmm. stuff in your car, mm-hmm. in your office. But it, most of us spend a significant amount of time in our home. Right. And it becomes our sanctuary right. place when we come back from everywhere else. Right. We want it to be peaceful and harmonious and that yeah. kind of a thing. Exactly. But um, definitely baths. You know, I mean, this yeah. is a big thing uh, both in uh, the hoodoo tradition, which both of us have studied, yeah. and any of the others is to cleanse yourself. Mm-hmm. And so there's different versions of doing it before dawn right. and using, you know, hyssop and kosher salt and, you know, vinegar and doing a traditional hoodoo. And then there's others that add different herbs that you can have. Right. And speaking of Scott Cunningham, yes. he has uh, the Book of Magical Herbs, mm-hmm. Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, which <laughs> is another excellent book. Right. And it goes through 
every freaking herb ever, basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it gives you um, the name of the herb, the Latin name of the herb. There's always a little image next to it of what uh-huh. the plant looks like, uh-huh. what its planet is, what its element is, what its um, power, whether it's pa- masculine or feminine, passive or receptive, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then you get a little bit of folk magic, like a little lore, right. too. So this is another great book for helping with collecting herbs that you might want to use uh-huh. for cleansing, for protection, for uh-huh. magical use. Uh-huh. All banishing, mm-hmm. all of the above. And in the back, right. the appendix after appendix after appendix. Yeah, the, the correspondence uh, pages, which are excellent. Great. Excellent. And we also know that um, Hoodoo Urban Root Magic yeah. is a excellent reference for not just herbs, but all kinds of different items that yeah. would be magical in terms right. of that. And that book, by Catherine Ironwood, mm-hmm. and that has a more of a focus on herbs from the Americas, from the United States, and mm-hmm. from the South. So mm-hmm. you're going to get Scott Cunningham is much more European mm-hmm. focused, where Cat, Catherine Ironwood's book is much more United States right. focused. Right. So you get together, you there's it's like, those are, I mean, they should be sold together. Yeah, they really should. <laughs> it's like the the appendix, the 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 encyclopedias yeah. of herb, and they're simple. They're not right. They're not things that you have to try and translate right. or have a lot of you know super woo woo stuff that yeah. you kind of have to swim through. Yeah. So it's very practical. Right. And I think those are excellent references for people to use. Now they are not on um, e-books. Right. Um, I don't know if Scott Cunningham's is, but I know Cat. Oh, it is. It is on ebook, but Catherine's uh, book is not. Yeah. And with using herbs for cleansing, you have so many options. And if possible, I highly recommend getting a hold of herbs yourself, mm-hmm. not ordering them online. Mm-hmm. If you have a local herb store or a, or a health food store or something like that where you can go and get these items, because you can't always trust what you're getting on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we've, we've both taken Catherine Ironwood's correspondence mm-hmm. course and, and trained in, in um, how she works with Hoodoo. And one of the sad things I learned through that course is some of these less reputable herb resellers will say, oh, brown goes with brown and green goes with green. So if you order an herb that normally looks brown when it's dried, if they run out of that herb, they'll just send you anything that's brown. Mm-hmm. Or if you're ordering an herb like peppermint, which looks green when it's dried and they run out of peppermint, they'll just send you something else. Mm-hmm. That scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. That could really make somebody sick. Right. So I've gotten to a point where, and I you know, I know that I'm super blessed and where I live, there is an herb shop literally across the street from Milk and Honey. Yes, I know. And I could just go <laughs> Rosemary's Garden. I could just go right there. Uh-huh. So, you know, Rosemary's Garden, you can order from online. Yes. Star Herbs, you can order from out online. Mountain mm-hmm. Rose Herbs, mm-hmm. you can order from online. Those are three definitely reputable herb companies. Right. But be cautious. Yes, it's always it's always important to be cautious. And um, again, the things that you put on the outside of your body or the out, you know outside in in your house or wherever it can be different according to what you put on the inside. And when you do teas as part of your cleanse, you need to be very careful of what is ingestible. Yes. And just because it's herbal doesn't mean it's ingestible. Right. Right. And there is a difference between a food-grade herb and not. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure if you're planning on, on doing a tea cleanse, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can make a tea and drink it and use that to do a spiritual wash exactly. of your house mm-hmm. and a spiritual wash of your car. And a and, bath. And a bath, right? So a tea can be multi-purpose. Just mm-hmm. make sure if you are doing that, you have food-grade herbs that are ingestible. Right. Right? Right. And part of this also is knowing what is um, what could harm your furniture and the things in your house. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use mm-hmm. a sugar wash on wood. That's not. <laughs> no. You don't want to use Florida water on wood. It's not a good idea. So yeah. Also know what's going to cause. What's going to cause it damage? Exactly. Lemons are really good for cleansing. Absolutely. I love lemons. I love. You were talking about citrus, and I'm thinking, you know, lemons and vinegar. I, you know, a long, long time ago, <laughs> um, when I taught a class for women, it was a nine-month apprenticeship program, and one of the women 
is they were local here to the Sonoma County Santa Rosa area. And she came up to me and she was telling me about this wonderful thing that she'd found discovered is is vinegar. Yes. And putting vinegar in some water and spraying her counters and her floors and it was it was a sanitizer and it yeah. was and you know, I kinda looked at her and I scratched my head and I thought, Yeah, yeah, I understand vinegar, you know. But over the years all of the different things that I have gone through collecting or educating myself on, it was like that woman was so, I mean, there's so much more than just the spiritual aspects of it, but I'm like, it's become a touted thing in almost all over the place. Vinegar was the only thing people had to clean with, really, before Mm -hmm. marketable cleansing Mm -hmm. products became a thing. Right. And vinegar is one of those things that you can use as a cleanser to spray down your bathroom and your kitchen counters, and you can drink a a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar every day, and it's really good for you. Right. So it, it does tend to make me realize that, there are some things that we take for granted and don't think about. Right. So, um, but let's see what other things. So we have, um, we can do things in laundry. Yes. We can, um, like I said, I use um, Bonner's uh, eucalyptus right. uh, for a lot of reasons, mostly because I have dogs and I don't want fleas. Right. And that tends to help with the linens and things. Um, and... Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say a uh, spiritual bath. I, I add a pinch of a spiritual bath to the laundry. Oh, there you go. There you I go. usually do like a crown of success or mm-hmm. sort of success blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not anything with an oil in it because oil will stain your laundry. Of course. A little pinch <laughs> of a bath. And I just say the intention over right. the washing machine, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. keeps your clothes all spiritually blessed. blessed. Right. So you Which have... reminds me, what is the, there's a book, Aura, oh, Aura. Aura. Forest's book, Hoodoo Spiritual Baths. By Aura LaForest. Which is a great book. It's uh, obviously a Hoodoo focused, and mm-hmm. it's Lucky Mojo the publisher or the church? Uh, uh, Lucky Mojo is Mojo. the publisher. It's a great book, and it's all focused on spiritual washes, waters, baths, cleansing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a really good book, and yeah. Aura is an adorable spirit. Yes, she is. And it's interesting because um, I went through it, and I just I was going, there are some things that are they're for the hoodoo tradition. Yeah. Okay, because that's what this book is about. Yeah. But if you take and look at, like we were talking, the the overall, like every place, every culture, every tradition, every belief that are out there, there's always something. You see the gen, the, the 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 whole process really well done here. It's it's shaken down to a really concise way of what you can use, the kinds of things, you know, and the different types of ways of making um, liquid. Uh, cleansing items. So you have infusions and you have decoctions and you have all the different things. Um, one of the things I used to do was <laughs> take baking soda <laughs> and just like you did the um, the sprinkle of the uh, sachet, yeah. I would throw it out. Yeah. And people would come into my house if they were they were looking at me and I'm going, I have a whole section and then I'm going to vacuum it up. Right. Going, why does it look like it snowed in here? And I'm going, it's it's making soda. Just chill out. Yeah. Doing a thing. Doing my thing here. Yeah. So the other um, thing I like to do is use cascaria, which is eggshell chalk, basically. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty traditional in um, South, Southern American and Mexico. And by Southern American, I mean South America. Not South America, but the south of the United States. Right. Uh, but eggshell chalk can be used as a as a setting mores and boundaries. You mm-hmm. can draw mm-hmm. your home, draw symbols on your electrical outlet. Right. You can also powder it and put it in your bath, and it'll uh-huh. draw impurities out of your skin, and it'll draw impurities Ooh. out of your spirit. And so it's a really good uh, multi-purpose cleanser. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Well, and we also have the next step would be what happens with the disposal of the things that you're using to cleanse, like the yep. liquids or the bath, you know, sometimes there is a certain amount of things that you do that you have to take some of that bath water, even though it goes down the drain, and you have to d- dispose of it. Right. So a lot of things are at least if, okay, the west is where the sun sets. So if you want to go to the west to put things there to get rid of, but in 
the tradition of hoodoo, you put it in the east. You face the east. You face the east. Right. So, you're call so earlier Elvira mentioned bathing before dawn, mm -hmm. right, which is very tradition traditional in hoodoo. You have to bathe before dawn, and you collect some of that bath mm -hmm. water, and you go to a crossroads, mm -hmm. face the east, mm -hmm. and you watch the sunrise, and you release that water behind you. Mm -hmm. You're sending it to the west releasing it and you're welcoming the new dawn right. and the new day and the new fresh beginning after your cleanse right. by watching the sunrise and the right. Right. Pretty cool. But it does require getting up early. And it sucks. Yes, it does. Spiritual something is not always easy. Was it easy, we would be doing it all the time. Right. Yeah, then we wouldn't need it. Right. Oh well. Yeah. But, but there are some trials good. and tribulations you do need to consider. But disposal of items that are you know, a lot of times when you're disposing of certain things, you you thank it. You always thank the the energies you worked with, the items that you worked with when you release them. And if it's toxic, if you're gonna put anything that's got salt or vinegar on earth, you put it on earth that does not have plants right. unless you want to put them on weeds. Right. And you can then that seems acceptable. Like at the crossroads, you're usually doing it on cement yeah. or asphalt. Um, even if it was dirt, it would be a crossroads where people are riding back and forth. So you're not killing any, you know, plant yeah. that would be. And if you are, if you have leftover water or cleaning solution that you use for your home, for example, mm -hmm. it's. Uh, traditional also to pour that across the, the threshold of your house. Your right. front steps, pour it out the front steps. Right. And if you vacuumed and there's stuff in it, I would say take that out to your trash can. Don't leave it in your trash can in your house. Yeah. You don't want to leave the energy flying around. Yeah. And on that note, on that note, it's time. That was fast. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, next week we'll be back. We're a little early next week. We're going to air a half an hour early. Uh, so we'll be on at 5.30 Pacific time instead of 6. Right. And we'll be talking, it'll be the next one, uh, next edition of our Exploring Pagan Traditions. And we'll be exploring the Seraphoria. And we had to think about that one. Yeah. Seraphoria. Yes. Which I know absolutely nothing about, so it'll be an interesting learning curve for me. Truly, same here. To learn about it. Yes. And have a wonderful week. Yes. And don't forget to, to send us an email. Mm -hmm. You have a show idea or you want us to answer a question for our Ask a Witch segment, which is coming up in November. In November. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This year is almost over. Yeah. It's wild. Oh, www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. <laughs> have a great time and blessing. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.